0: Yeah, but then at the same time, like uh, a smooth transition as opposed to having to cut out from the joke is it's a whole other craft in and of itself. Like there's there's so many pathways to get from one joke to the next. Yeah, and oddly enough, that's what I worked on first when I started doing comedy. For whatever reason, I was more concerned with flow. Uh, not for whatever reason. Now I'm looking back, what I always recognized about my favorite comedians and the most prolific comedians are they the ones that go up there and just make it seem like they're just talking? Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated with that. Mm-hmm. Probably should have been more fascinated with being funnier I've, I've at, the <laughs> <beginning>. <laughs> at the beginning. But I carried this philosophy of looking at my sets like Lego. Mm. This is take two. You didn't need to know that. What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to Black Zeus, the podcast. I am your boy, Black Zeus. This is the podcast. You are the beautiful people of the podcast. Um, If you're new to the podcast and you want to become the beautiful people of the podcast, uh, all you got to do is just come back next week. The beautiful people are the ones that return. And you could be beautiful, too, but you're looking kind of ugly right now. I, don't know. I shouldn't be calling the viewers ugly. That's crazy. Well, they won't be coming back. Uh, <laughs> I hope everybody's living all right. Um, you know, a bunch, of, a bunch of shit going on in the world. You already know my tooth fiasco if you've been paying attention to the podcast. Uh, we got some comedy rundown this week. Uh, we got poll results to get through. There's some UFC shit that happened. Maybe we'll talk about some important stuff also. But this is a comedy podcast, trying to keep it that way. <clears throat> but before we get there, oh, fuck! I just bit my teeth. That was weird. Still dealing with the teeth shit, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Ah, we gotta fucking bring the the number one producer in the game. We gotta summon this nigga into the studio. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I always go to like some weird Alice Crow- Crowley shit. Like I don't pentagram do humly <laughs> him. Now we're not. I mean, maybe, but like... <laughs> um, rest in power, brother Panic. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, R.I.P. to a legend and a soldier. Thank you. And on that note. I mean, we need to get some diatribe going on this podcast. Um, I was trying to remember his friend. Uh, Baphomet. Uh, Oh, man, people think we're devil worshippers in this business.
1: That's
0: crazy, though, because I'm African and Dante's Caribbean. And speaking of Dante, this nigga's in the studio right now kool Yeah, ass nigga. Yeah, yeah. So we, damn, this would have been a good week to have know. some. uh... Damn, bro. That one actually that sucked. Because I just, uh, at least I got to see some of his live lectures, you know, or the live streams, I should say. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. in person. Uh, how you living, Dante? Blessed and highly
1: favored. You know how it be. <laughs> cool, 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 calm, and collected. <laughs> cool. 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 Hey, uh, yo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yo cam mace have corrupted my life how bro i don't even watch sports like that anymore but somehow i'm watching this (laughs) these niggas shows on it's too funny to not watch hey yo (laughs) anyways (laughs) what you been up to bro you been up to (laughs) um what have i been up to What's the closest thing to comedy you've been doing, other than hanging out with me at comedy clubs? Keeping it positive, you know. That's comedy to you. Yeah, like oh, that's right. You broke down comedy and drama to me earlier. I never heard that before until you said that.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, keeping it positive, keeping it light. light is a Yo, further. is that actually facts though? Like, do you want me to look it up?
0: No, no, no. I believe you. I'm yeah. saying, but I'm saying like. Uh, Obviously, I know about the comedy drama thing, like through the masks mm-hmm. and that being a metaphor for life. Yes, um, but I
1: didn't know what like were there only two styles of plays? Yeah, like back in the old day, there's only two types of stories one with a happy ending and one with a sad ending. Okay, so a, a, anything that had any story that had a sad ending was called a drama, okay, and anything with a happy ending was. Called the comedy, yes, or whatever the hell they were saying for comedy back then. Comedios or something. Comedios.
0: <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about what's going on with you today is how you're rocking an onk right over a PlayStation logo. <laughs> 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 what's wrong with that? <laughs> it's just like spiritual and corporate meat in such a funny way. I'm also that's also a sick shirt. Like yeah. that reminds me. Oh, it's got the Japanese text, nigga what is that playstation in japanese i think so i think that i think that (laughs) helps out (laughs) 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 yo just for the audience that are questioning what's going on right now we're not on drugs uh this is just who we are i smoked a little bit of weed but you know what it is dante's still stone sober um yeah, that's, I guess we can get into the comedy talk. It's been fun having you uh, follow me around with the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, the project is not yet announced, but obviously we've been teasing it uh, this whole time. We are working on shit that is comedy related. Uh, this, this YouTube channel will eventually have my comedy special and a bunch of comedy video projects. Um, so, you know. For the guy who says that he's a comedian and only posts like one clip here or there, nigga, I've been doing it for 13 years. I don't need to prove to YouTube that I'm a comedian or Instagram or TikTok. If you've been, if you're the beautiful people of this show, you've heard me rant like this before, but if you're new, just know we're not here to impress. We're just here to do what we do. And then if you fuck with that, you do. And then if you don't, you don't. And that's pretty much, you know. We we don't beg on this side. We got uh, this is my new favorite thing to say about this channel is we got talent and patience. Mm. It's like yeah, things are things are growing at their own pace, yep. but they're growing, so mm-hmm. that's that's a, a good sign. Um but yeah, how many shows did you came to three shows or
1: two shows with me this week? We did this show Thursday
0: and then yesterday and then yesterday. All right. What were your experiences just like following me around? Like what what's your take on uh, like what's your take on the comedy lifestyle? From what you've
1: taken in. I mean obviously you're um from what like I've, a fly on the wall. Yeah. Um what I've taken away is that one thing is that and obviously it's kind of super super cliche, but everyone's route is different. Yeah. Everyone's trying to do the same. Thing almost yeah not really but kind of everyone's trying to do stand everyone's up trying prom- to be yeah exactly you know yeah. what i mean
0: but but that i know exactly what you're saying yeah it's a very good way of putting it sorry i keep cutting you off no go like i was gonna <laughs> i cut you off and then i'm like actually you finished the point um but yeah no everyone's objective is to be a comedian but like that means so many different things that means something different to everybody yes yeah that's a very good way of putting it yeah i, I didn't even think about that until like that way until you just said that
1: Um, Yeah. So it's it's really cool to see. And like, even like without spilling the beans, but some of the stuff that we shot. Yeah. You know, like there's. It's just so interesting to see that what we started doing just between us and like with the other people that are part of it. Yeah. And to have like what the one dude was saying about, man, I wish I was doing this. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you wish you were doing this, and this is what we're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, it's it's really cool to see that. You know, we're kind of on like a pretty good path with what we're trying to do here.
0: We ride our own ways, man. This is what I'm saying. It's like, why why beg mm-hmm. when you know you have talent and yep. and you have patience?
1: Yep.
0: It's like because those two things will get you to where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. Usually, people that have talent that lack patience want it now. And they end up skipping steps or missing lessons or, yep. or not paying attention to lessons or not letting them sink in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you fucking leads to corruption when you get to a platform. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't really care about platform. I care about experience. Mm-hmm. Everybody always tells you it's all about the journey. Life's about the journey. Uh, I'm trying to remember what shows I did this week. I know I did The Corner. Uh, I got Soho House tonight i did something else where the fuck was i where'd you where'd you go with me yucky yucks on the corner
1: yeah that was i guess because then we did last week as well right yeah. we went out was it Sunday? oh
0: sunday we went to nubian show yeah but even then you weren't that wasn't performing
1: performing uh
0: but i think i had a set that night ah whatever bro the weed is the weed is back in my blood <laughs> um Yeah, no, the corner is always fire, bro. I don't, I don't know. I don't have bad words to say about that club or my experiences. Mm -hmm. Like that's probably my home club. That's the club that I perform at the most. And in the last few years, that's the club that I've, I've seen and gotten the most growth out of. And it's been really fun, bro. It's been really fun performing at a spot like that Mm -hmm. because Um, a lot of the clubs are underground, I guess, in Toronto. Yeah, they're all basements. Yeah, they're all basements. Um, <laughs> That's another thing I learned. <laughs> but that one has a vibe, bro. That one, the very, and from the American comics that come up here, mm-hmm. a lot of them love and prefer The Corner because it has that New York, yeah. like, tight-knit mm-hmm. comedy vibe. But then between that, like, uh, if you're looking for the club experience, it would be Yuck Yucks. That would be the the major one. So, like... Having those two clubs in the same fucking alley yeah. on the same block in the yeah. biggest city in back the, in the country, bag to bag. <laughs> it's it's literally the scene out of um, Goodfellas, where uh, where he's walking through the kitchen. And you, have you seen the movie Goodfellas? I'm guessing no. By the look that you're giving no. me right now, crazy. That might be some homework for you right there. <laughs> Stop giving me homework, <laughs> yo, bro. You you haven't seen the classics, bro. <laughs> the only classics to you. Fair enough. No, this is no. They're not. Goodfellas is not a classic just to me. Goodfellas is a classic to millions and millions of people.
1: No, but I mean, like, I I don't know. I just no one ever brought that up around me. What did they bring up? Not that I don't know. What did
0: they bring up? Um, what's your top gangster movie from from childhood? I wasn't allowed to watch gangster movies. I always ask you this, and you give me the same answer, and then I feel bad. I couldn't even play with Nerf guns when I was a kid. I couldn't really play with guns. I had to go to my friend's house to play with guns yeah. and shit. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yo, don't tell, yo. Don't tell. Imagine, yo, know, we're so lucky we didn't have social media back then. Because my mom would have <laughs> just snooped on that shit and be like, yo, I see what, dog, oh, weed, guns. <laughs> Nerf guns. <laughs> yeah, Nerf guns. Uh, we're in Canada. We, actually, like, have you ever held a gun or fired a gun? A paintball gun. No, okay. You know that probably is a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> imagine you only felt a badass with, with the a gun? gun, crazy, crazy, yeah. and then you get a badge and some perceived power Ooh. behind that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, you got bullied in high school and shit. Ooh. Oh my god! This Ooh. is a comedy podcast. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it, it's it's really an experience to to have those two clubs back to back in yeah. the same alley. And then be able to walk out from one and go into the other, or vice versa. Yeah. And then walk into literally the best of the two worlds of comedy. Yeah. The club atmosphere. Well, okay, like not necessarily the two worlds, because then you get even bigger. You get the theaters. Yeah. You get the the arenas and shit like but this. But like, but in terms of comedy, like, yeah. your your local scene, mm-hmm. you'll get a club, or you'll get yeah. like,
1: um, like it's still a club. It's the corner comedy club, but like a tight knit. Yeah. And um what were you gonna say? Well, cause it's it's like one holds maybe like 50 to 75. Yeah. The smaller one. Yeah. Right? So that's like your more intimate, you know, whatever. Like you, you gotta be tight. Like it's yeah. gotta be like your New York tight three minutes or whatever. Yeah. But then when you go over to Yucks, you know, it's a bigger room. You got a little bit more stage to maneuver with, you know what I mean? So Definitely. that's like a different level. It's like there's the writing room, and then there's the... I don't even know how to describe what Yux is, because Yux is like that intermediate between... Yeah, it goes
0: from like 50 to 75 people to 300. Yeah, exactly. So that would be... that would be Like in America, well, I know a lot of the clubs have like a much bigger capacity, like 500. There's clubs with like 500. Really? Yeah, bro. Because they, they run like... Bro, it's America, so the population size True. Is, is, is way more dense. Yeah. Um, and can just they can sell those they can afford that yeah (laughs) um so typically in canada like for a club i think yucks toronto is the biggest they get maybe absolute i haven't done absolute comedy in a while okay a great club uptown toronto like super uptown like eglinton uh and young like i think even past that um Mm Yeah, I should just go check that place out and see what the fuck they've been up to. I haven't been there. I, been there, I think since the pandemic, bro. I used to be there all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're like, I don't know. They run, they run differently. Like, okay. It's, um, like once I once I got out of the loop of performing there regularly, it's like it's to get back in the loop. It's like a rigmarole that mm. I just. I'm like, bro, I'm downtown, yeah, or like midtown, but not to say that's a bad club. It's just I, I don't know. I'm at a different place, and I'm and I'm working with yucks. More. Yeah. So that is like their main competitor in, in uh, the city in okay. terms of like club stage. Yeah. Like big club stage. Mm-hmm. Um I would say that that would probably be their main competitor. So I'd probably have less reason to work there now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm picking sides. <laughs> Why would you pick sides, Zeus? I don't. I go. I, I. Like I go. I just go. Maybe I'll be an absolute. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I could just see a scenario where somebody sees this and they're like, you're not at either now. <laughs> um, I know there's more. And I feel like tonight is also like, so Friday. You had a show Friday. Yeah, that was, that was the corner show. Okay. I feel like I was at the corner earlier. Oh, it was a spot that I wasn't booked on. I was just there. And um, someone had dropped out. Oh, yeah. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why. So it wasn't like booked. So it wasn't in my memory. Uh, but yeah, I'm working on a bunch of new stuff. I'm working towards my new hour. And the break, like having the metal wire in my teeth, mm-hmm. has given me like 10 to 15 minutes right there. Yep. I'm um, not fully polished. I'd say I got like five to eight minutes polished now. I have like a really I have, I have a bit that's really starting to show its promise with the metal wires in my teeth, and like I, I, it's, I get the type of feeling like a, like a school child, you know what I mean, like that giddy feeling when, you go like it's the first day back to school in mm-hmm. high school and shit, mm-hmm. and you miss all the homies and stuff, and you're like yeah. excited to go or, back,
1: or it's like you got that new toy. And you're like, yo, I can't wait to bring this to school tomorrow. Cause Show it off. Yeah. Show it off. I remember my one boy, he brought the white Power Ranger once. I was like,
0: that's hilarious. Okay. It's like you got the holographic Pokemon card. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I got the Charizard
1: holographic,
0: <laughs> bro. Um, yeah, it just makes me excited to tell it. I love those little feelings, bro, because mm-hmm. like the longer you you stay in the game of comedy, it's like you got to, you ha- like for me especially, I or not me especially, but I think in general, you have to find ways to keep it as exciting as it was when you first started, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, for me, definitely one of those things is just like the mark of a good joke. But the, the best part is now I'm actually skilled enough literally to take it from thought without having to write it. Because I'm finding that like not 50-50, but maybe 75-25%, 25% of my jokes now are being written on stage on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and not necessarily from riffs, but from other joke jokes ideas or something that i haven't fully formed yet and my brain is just like it's like you remember when kanye said his like thoughts are like mario
1: levels oh i related to that so yeah that's
0: straight up how my brain is yeah so like yeah yeah yeah. when i'm on stage i'm working on my i'm telling the one joke i'm going through the filing system in my brain plotting out the next three Mm -hmm. but then also analyzing the crowd Mm -hmm. seeing if i want to divert from that um. yeah there's just like a million things happening all at once mm-hmm. and comedy has really helped me to hone in on that it's a superpower bro that
1: shit, yep. that shit is a fucking skill to be able to kind of multitask to that level yep. um, and make it look like you're not even multitasking
0: correct make it look like this is <coughs> all written
1: Yeah. Which- or not written because I, I think sometimes a, a lot of the people when they watch stand-up depending on like what kind of stand-up it is it, they don't feel like it's written they think everything That's you the do, best shit, yeah. You know what I mean? They think everything that you do is just
0: I literally just thought of this the first time. Well, to be honest, bro, a lot of that stuff is written. And that's well, That's why, what I'm saying. It is written, but people think the first time, the first time I really caught on to not, not the first time, but the one time that really sticks out in, in my brain as one of the most masterful moments I've seen it happen was uh Louis C.K.'s live at the Beacon Theater. And I would I would notice. I was like, he he kept going off the cuff mm. and start talking to the crowd and addressing the crowd. And this is like years ago where I saw this, like way before I I got to being decent on stage. And I'm like, at the the on the first viewing of that special, I'm like, wow, bro, he was just able to riff like that. And then I had the experience on stage where it was like a crafted moment that felt like it was a riff. Mm-hmm and just a light bulb went off in my head and I went back and watched that special and he was doing that all over the place mm. and it's a great way to kind of segue or transition from one joke to another yeah um and just like it's like a very natural sounding way to get from one thought to the next yeah but then at the same time like uh, a smooth transition as opposed to having to cut out from the joke is, is a whole other craft in and of itself. Like, there's, there's so many pathways to get from one joke to the next. Yeah. And oddly enough, that's what I worked on first when I started doing comedy. For whatever reason, I was more concerned with flow. Uh, not for whatever reason. Now I'm looking back. What I always recognized about my favorite comedians and the most prolific comedians are they're the ones that go up there and just make it seem like they're just talking. Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated with that. Mm -hmm. Probably should have been more fascinated with being funnier (laughs) at the beginning. beginning. But I carried this philosophy of looking at my sets like Lego. Mm. And it's like, okay, this is my opener. Can I put it in the middle? Mm. Can I put it at the end? Can I take the closer, put it in the middle, put it at the beginning? Can I take the middle, put it at the beginning or the end? And then like all over the place. And and that's probably, honestly, I that skill alone, I'm so happy that I honed that skill Mm -hmm. and so happy that I just approached it the way I did. Sure, it might've taken me longer to get to the funny, like the really funny parts of me, but the jokes that I'm telling now, like the ones on my comedy special that I recorded already, that I'm now telling like fucking crisp, Mm -hmm. the concepts, and ideas are you. If I pulled out my my uh, joke book from when I first started thirteen years ago, you'll see those jokes there. Mm. So I knew what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I had the idea. I already yeah. knew I was funny. It was just a matter of fucking uh, chiseling away at the rock, or, yeah. or you know, scuffing out the diamond from the coal. Yeah, hammering down the katana. Hammering <laughs> Down the katana. Um, yeah, bro. So that that skill alone is is fucking priceless to yeah. me, bro. And and I think. For my style personally, is the reason why I'm so good at. Like, people don't know what's written and what's not with me. Yeah. Exactly. And and, and I fucking love that. Yeah. Um, Because that gives me so much more liberty and leeway to just go wherever. Yeah. Bro. Because sometimes sometimes it works in my favor to make a thought seem like a random idea that I just had, as opposed to be like, I've been thinking about this. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. sometimes it also, you know, like, just little shit like that.
1: Like, even. Sorry to cut you off, but even Sorry. like when we were at the Thornhill show, yeah, and like for the first like five to seven minutes, you're literally just talking with the people, but then like at that seven minute, you transition from the talking to the material, but you incorporated the people that you're talking to and be like, oh, this is also the material, correct? You know what I and mean? And I would
0: only do that at a, in a situation like that where that show was work for all the comics, mm. like the, the like the audience was scattered and um, just you know. Not, not, I don't know, not a very comedy audience. It was a fundraiser show. Yeah. So like every comic, um, we talked about, it, I think either last week or the week before Probably. it was the one at Joker's comedy yeah. club. Um, but yeah, every comic had to do some work. Yeah. So and when I, when I recognize that going up on stage, I'm like, okay, let's yeah. just get the work out of the way first. And yeah.
1: Then... But like, it, it, it seemed like a, it was a cohesive thing, mm-hmm. right? So people couldn't tell if this was part of the act or is it, you're just going up talking, but because I, I've. I've heard some of the bits, so I know when it's a bit versus <laughs> yeah, you know true. when you're just talking. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So and because even like you're talking about the wire stuff, so like you incorporate the wire bit with you talking to the person, but they're like, oh, he's just talking, but this is a whole bit you're, you're working <laughs> on. <out." laughs> yeah, yeah. So you caught me even like working on on the fly. Like, yeah, just yeah. The, just
0: fucking chiseling the rock, bro. Yeah. Like on stage, it, mm-hmm. and in a, in a situation like that, even though it's like a big club. Like, you have more leeway to do that because, I don't know, the atmosphere is just yeah. not there. So you mm-hmm. try and bring it there. And and the owner actually came up to me afterwards. He's like, bro, I love your set. Like, yeah. you played the room perfectly. And if you remember, because there's like a restaurant yep. in the club. Yeah. like The people going to eat have to walk through the club to yeah. get to the restaurant. It's so, it's so hilarious. It's so weird. So people... Like one of the comics was talking about eating ass, and I was just watching the people walk to the restaurant, and they're like, whoa! I'm like, yo, they're not here for that. It's so funny. So obviously, I had to bring that up. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just such a funny layout, bro. That's so great. Um, but yeah, that's this week's comedy recap. Uh, I got more shows lined up this week, so you know we'll be talking more comedy next week. Uh, Let's get into a regular segment here on the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back, beautiful people. Then you know what we do is poll results every Monday on my Instagram social media feed. And once the YouTube picks up uh, some more subscribers, we'll probably move the poll questions over to the YouTube channel. But every Monday on my Instagram, I ask an interactive poll question. We leave it up for 24 hours. And then on Wednesday, me and Dante come into the studio. We discuss the results. Um, Given our conversation and debate from the last week's episode. I really wanted to see how people felt about online activism. So I went with that as the theme for this week's poll question. The question was, I got to make sure I don't clack my teeth, man. It's like fucking awkward. (laughs) How do you feel about online activism slash spreading awareness? Uh, The options were important and necessary, annoying and pointless, stressful and hard to pay attention or indifferent and uh before we get to the results how uh how do you how do you feel about this one dante Um, how do you vote vote? i
1: believe i voted indifferent on this one indifferent yeah okay do you got any reason to back that or that's just how you feel about it that's how i feel about it (laughs) (laughs) um well it maybe it's on a case-by-case basis but also there's the there's the specific brand of online activism, yeah. And then there's just activism that you do online. Dial tribe, dial tribe. <laughs> <laughs> <a> little snack. <laughs> <laughs> but you you know what I mean? Like there's there's activism where you're posting and you're like, look, I'm supporting da da da. da. And then there's you supporting in person and doing the actual activism. And then that's what goes online, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm kind of indifferent to it because it's I don't want to I don't want to be looking for it either. I don't want to have to be like, oh, where like scroll down your page, where are you doing activism? And this is are <laughs> you <laughs> doing activism. You know what I mean? Like I'm really indifferent about it. And it also depends on the cause because there are maybe some things that you know, I might be more inspired to be active on, and there's other things that maybe not. Fair enough. Um, I don't even think I remember to vote on this one. So looking <laughs> Can at Can you these, vote on your own polls?
0: <laughs> every once in a while. No, I usually do. Um, that aren't the important and necessary. Uh I would say it's more okay. Let let me let me cycle through these and mm-hmm. do process of elimination. Important and necessary, I do agree with. Annoying and pointless, I don't agree with. So right now it's important and stressful and hard to pay attention. It's not really stressful for me now, but I do also agree with indifferent. Yeah, like important. I do think it is important and necessary. But like, I don't know, man. Ah, no, I'll say it's important and necessary. Cause the the feelings of uh like I do feel indifferent towards it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But only to the point where it's like I don't know, I just I don't like involving in Diotribe online. Yeah. Already, you know. But I think most people are online. So act like where else is activism gonna take place? Everybody's online um, or in the streets, obviously in the streets. In the
1: streets. Don't talk about it, be, be about, about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, being about it is also part of being online. Yeah, I guess. Because imagine if but- there was no talk about this online. there Would there really be protests in the streets? Would they be as big a number? But then also where I start to get iffy about it is how many of these people are educated about the subject or how many people are just being like, just moving because the uh, herd is moving, you know? Yeah. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about the Israel-Palestine thing here, but mm-hmm. in general. Like, if you remember fucking uh, Wall Street, the walk on Wall Street, the protests?
1: you remember this years ago? The Occupy Wall Street. The Occupy Wall, the Street. Occupy Wall yeah, Street. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah.
0: And they would take cameras on the streets and start interviewing these people. Nobody knew what they were talking about. Yeah. Nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Nobody knew about stocks. Nobody yeah. Nobody
1: knew about, you know about have you seen that one the banking video? system. Like, have you seen that one video where that guy, he's like, I'm a one percenter. Uh, and he goes to like the Occupy Wall Street and he's like, you know, ask me anything. And all these people that were like protesting. Octopunk, how do I make a million? N- no, it's not even that. But like <laughs> they, they come up and they're all heated but this guy actually understands economics, which is how he gets to the 1%. And then he's like, well, if you think about it, anybody that makes, you know, 25 K a year in the world, you're already in the 1%, you know what I mean? Or it's like 30 K or something like that. But like you're saying, how many people actually know what the issue is, why these issues exist versus they're just mad and they want to, you know, they want to chop heads and have them roll down the street. So like I'm I'm
0: I'm split on my decision here because I do see the importance and necessity of it, yeah. Especially in a day and age where everybody I'm not saying it's not online. important. I I'm know oh, I know you're not. I know you're just, not. I'm just I just what you agree with more. The importance. Yeah. But then I also like I'm, I'm torn because I am indifferent and I don't know. Like I post I post it when I when I do, but then I also don't and I don't feel pressured to do so. So I guess that's indifference. Yeah. So all right, I'll say indifference. I'm ind- is not in action. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was crazy. I don't think Buddha's ever said that one. But no, but indifference that. is not indifference is not in action. <laughs> um, let's see what the results are. Oh, this nigga fucking up. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love that you, yo. I'm such a piece of garbage, bro. You're actually such a nice human being. People always tell me like, yo, Dante's such a nice guy. He has such a calm like per like for my energy I'm so bombastic and I'm like nah nigga <laughs> and you're just like yeah whatever nigga uh it's perfect but like sometimes I do feel like damn I'm a piece of shit I don't even let you breathe without, <laughs> without without screaming at least you know it's not real yeah I'm just saying it for them to know it's not real I'm not I don't beat this nigga you know that's my brother right there like what the fuck do you want uh <laughs> um all right yeah there was the results are what a weird podcast this. is. Nineteen um, percent said important and necessary. Five uh, percent said annoying and pointless. Twenty-nine percent said stressful and hard to pay attention. And forty-eight percent. Damn, bro, everybody's indifferent, mm. uh, or most of the people, like more of the more of the people than not are indifferent about it. And given the conversation we just had, I could see how they can get to that because at least. And the the fact that annoying and pointless has the least. Mm-hmm. So even the indifference, I think, obviously people don't think it's pointless. Yeah, um, they're just indifferent to it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the poll results. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in, if you want to get in on that, uh, once again, my Instagram is aka Black Zeus. It scrolls at the bottom of the screen every couple minutes if you're watching on the YouTube. Um, other than that, uh, let's. I think we're gonna have to skip. Um, do you have like Do you have an inferno this week?
1: I have I have one article, and it's kind of interesting.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: let's do Dante's Inferno. Right.
0: This is another segment on the podcast called Dante's Inferno. Uh, every once in a while, Dante brings uh, an article, a meme, uh, something, whatever is going on out in the real world. Uh, you know, we're part of that, so we'd like to talk about it every once in a while. He brings it here for us to discuss, and we either tear it down, build it up, or just talk about it in general. And uh, what's the inferno this week?
1: So the inferno, right? And we kind of go back. We talk about this a few times, right? Yeah. I always have to point it out when we're on the road. Uh, But lately, some people have started to take a stand. And by stand, I mean not working.
0: TDSB... Toronto District School Board to review concerns about cell phone tower radiation after 18 teachers in North York refused to work. Whoa. A a cell tower is... Hey, that looks like one of the 5G towers, nigga!
1: That's what I'm talking about.
0: A cell tower is pictured in rural Ontario on Wednesday... Okay, scroll down. The Toronto District School Board says that it has made arrangements for a third-party consultant to review concerns about the radiation from a nearby cell phone tower and make... Recommendations for next steps after several staff members at a Toronto high school refused to report to work for duty earlier this week. Um, Cynthia Nguyen, the principal of Institute North York, advises the school community: of the "Situation. We are writing to let you know that today, eighteen staff members at uh, William Lyon Lo- Mackenzie yeah. Leon Lyon." Whatever. Leon. It's, it's European. <laughs> uh, Mackenzie CL exercised their right to begin a work refusal process, she wrote. An, but has there been actual, like, are they just feeling like there's cancer beaming off this thing? Or no. Has somebody gotten sick? Or I don't think. Or are they on conspiracy boards, all of them? That's what I think. All of them are just sharing the same links to each other. They're in one WhatsApp group. The fi- <laughs> you're The 5G tower <laughs> is leaking cancer. Um, I mean, I don't doubt that is leaking something, but <laughs> and probably radiation. Who's the-
1: it? Definitely is radiation. Like, let's not, yeah, it, it is. Is it reaching the school, though? It's it's a ra- it's it radiates wavelengths. So, all right, fair enough. It is reaching the schools, yeah, you're right. Damn,
0: bro. I don't know. We'll see in a few years how all these 5G towers cook us all. Um, Damn. from the inside out, if again. If you watch the movie They Live, none of this shit is surprising to you. <laughs> I'm not saying that these are leaking cancer or not. But let's be honest, what Dante said is very real. Um, they are fucking shooting out waves, mm-hmm. and that's not nothing. And, the fi- and the 5G, waves. five, five G is a much stronger wave. Yeah. But it goes further it goes less far less far. Yes. That's why they have to keep a putting up fucking 5G towers everywhere to keep relaying the fucking signal. signal.
1: So that is probably boosting the cancer. Yeah, because you can't – imagine imagine you you want Wi-Fi coverage, right? Yeah. So the circle that a 5G tower gives you is smaller than a 2.4G tower would, right? So where a 2.4, they might cover like a kilometer, two kilometers – i i don't know the ranges but like just imagine right yeah a 5g1 is only like 500 meters in comparison Yeah. So they have to put more of them around so that you can get- That's
0: straight up they live shit. That's straight, and, and you're telling me they're not using that to pump out for the subliminal messaging into the fucking- Yo, literally you think this is conspiracy shit, but companies like McDonald's are trying to figure out, like they're close to figuring out how to pump advertisements into your brain while you sleep and shit. I swear to God, this sounds like conspiracy shit. Yeah. This is like an actual article I read on a reputable fucking like New York Times or some shit like this. They're actively working on ways to subliminally- send advertisements to you. And if you watch the movie They Live, in that fucking movie, they show something that looks like a 5G tower and it's like whispering out a message.
1: You're like, consume, consume, buy, mm-hmm. eat, eat, sleep, go to work. <laughs> you know another movie that had it? Just real quick. What? Do you remember Kingsman? I never watched it. Oh, uh, okay. So basically- That's like the fucking Spy Academy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but Samuel L. Jackson's character- who is was obsessed with McDonald's, funny enough? He, um, he wants. How to- is that
0: a character trait in a movie? Damn, Hollywood stinks, bro. <laughs> like, how can we introduce an, a McDonald's advertisement throughout the entire movie? This guy's obsessed with McDonald's. Yeah. Where's my
1: motherfucking McFlurry? Not like, cause they're supposed to have this, like, this super high class of meeting, and then they, you know how, like, they always wheel out, like, the dinner, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be like high class. Then they like unveil it and it's like a, a Big Mac. And then he's like, it's nothing more than, you know, because he has a lisp in that movie as well.
0: I've had it with these motherfucking nuggets without no motherfucking sauce.
1: Yeah. But what I was going to say is he he rolls out a new chip, like a new cell phone chip, um, like a SIM card, basically, that gives everyone free Wi-Fi. Yeah. But then he has control of the Wi-Fi. Because he he give it he gives it out to everyone, but then what he does is he turns up the frequency of it to like boost it, and then what happens is everybody in the world just gets like super aggressive. That makes sense. he right? Turned up the fucking. Yeah. So he the- cranked it all the way up, so they get super aggressive. <clears throat> but then people start like fighting in churches and in the streets on the beach, like they, yeah. it, it everyone just starts fighting until they, you know, solve that issue. Huh.
0: To go to this article, mm-hmm. if these teachers are freaked out uh about a tower yep because you know what i've been seeing in in the city is they're going up on residential buildings now oh yeah so instead of like building the the whole tower and putting like fucking 80 satellite dishes on them which mm-hmm. is what these 5g towers look like yep they're literally the like they're putting pieces of the 5g tower all across the uh, the edge of the building yeah they put and it the on the top. corner yeah. yeah on the corners of yep. the, and there will just be like fucking imagine being on the top unit of that building you're yeah. just getting cooked
1: yep you're just getting cooked. Yeah, well, and also because they'll have it on, like, five buildings as well. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> like your neighbor has the same. Like Your neighbor's getting cooked and as well. And it's strengthening the signal, yeah. just cooking everybody
0: even more. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Health Canada continues to monitor all domestic and international scientific evidence on radio frequency, EMF, and health. If new scientific evidence, ah, uh, there will be. It'll, it'll come in time. Of course, they mm-hmm. can't say right now because they're still making their money off of it. Yeah. But when enough people get sick or something happens. Yeah. I just. Um, I, like I- Oh, we just discovered. Yeah. Vegetable oil is bad. <laughs> 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 all these nigga eating Crisco. Crisco's like, this is the greatest alternative. It's good for your heart. And meanwhile, it's clogging your heart. Yeah. Oh, we didn't know. We didn't know that soybean oil. Like all these bean oils and shit. It's beyond meat. Bro, The oh, f- oh, we didn't know. Oops, my bad. <laughs> yeah, you didn't fucking know. Ah, fuck this shit. The Canadian Radio Frequency Safety Requirement provides protection against all established health effects. It said, <laughs> "Yeah, that's what they say." But then they—I don't know—they these towers, yeah, one hundred
1: percent. Yeah, right. That's like, cap. What are
0: you talking about, bro? Like, what are you talking about? Um. All right. Well, I guess that's it. That was a good inferno. I like this. Fuck those towers. Um, and you know they're working on 10 G in the Probably. States. Have you seen the like a Verizon 10G in select in select areas? They're already putting up ten who's asking for this? How much faster do we need to download porn to our phone? I don't understand. So much faster. So much faster. It's not even <laughs> that much. Fa- bro, it's I'm telling you, people are good with 4G on their phone. If, yeah, it, like if it turns out that all this shit is actually like causing health deterioration in people. Mm-hmm.
1: But think of it also like this because now imagine now you can scroll TikTok so much faster everywhere you go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Fuck. You don't even need to be at home to watch it full speed. You can just Bobby feed dead, bro. <laughs> Bobby feed dead. It's it's burning. Um
0: and let it burn, bro. Bobby feed dead. Um yeah, so there was a fight night. <laughs> <laughs> um yo bro you think it's the end of derrick lewis no but he so he has completely transitioned into the guy that they put up the next potential big star up against If you yeah. get past w- Derek what's lewis, known as a gatekeeper the gatekeeper yeah, yeah. if you get past derrick lewis then yeah
1: um what do you what did you think of that fight that's kind of how i expected it to go unless derrick Knocked him out Because that is how That guy fights Did you right. see the meme I sent
0: you Is like Every Derek Lewis Yeah yeah line. yeah now Just uppercut like, him I Yo uppercut him, him. <laughs> And then you were saying You
1: were saying uppercut him And you are all saying Move back Yeah I was like break away. break away Break away Like cause it's, it's like Khabib It's like once he gets A hold of you Right Yeah You're fucked So you, you don't If you get a chance To stand up don't re-engage in the grapple. Like there was a time when Derek tried to like trip him. It's like why are you gonna try and trip a judo guy? Like that's what he wants you to try and do because yeah. he's gonna reverse the trip, which is what happened, and then then you're back on the ground. Yo, pull up UFC 295 because that is actually this weekend. Ooh-wee. Yeah, John Jones
0: obviously out. Uh, Stipe Miocic is this both of their last fights? Is this supposed to be both of their last fights? Whoever wins and then they both they both retire. Has there ever been a double retire match like both loser loser and winner go home? <laughs> Because I feel like is done. There might have been. I feel like is done after this. Why? John Jones said he's done. What do you mean? Why? This nigga, this nigga's fought once in the last fucking five years, bro. Like, what's going on? Like, obviously, I'm exaggerating, but, I mean, like, know. if you wanted to stay active, what the hell is going on, bro? Stay active, bro. Um, I'm very excited for the main event, and I watched the because the UFC preview is up now. Um, by the time we recorded this but by this will mm-hmm. be midweek when you hear this um, so I watched it just to get a, a, a sense of who these guys are damn bro I'm, I'm impressed mm-hmm. uh, by both of their come up uh, Tom, Tom Aspinall yeah oh so you
1: watched about Tom and I watched okay. yeah so they did
0: the they did the okay. stories on, on them two yeah and uh I forgot that Sergey
1: Sergey Pavlovich.
0: Yeah, is the guy that bro demolished Lewis. <laughs> yeah, he knocked him out. <laughs> knocked him out. I forgot because when they showed that real, I'm like, oh, I remember this fight. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I have seen a bit of, like some of his work. Mm-hmm. Tom, I do not know who the fuck this guy is. Mm-hmm.
1: I do not. Like, he's 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 a scary dude because he's like they and, kept
0: they kept saying he moves like a welterweight. Yeah.
1: So he's one of those new new heavyweights. Yeah. Which I guess Jolton is kinda, of, but he doesn't move like the way. Like Aspinall moves, like he's really quick. He's got head movement. He can wrestle. He can strike. He can do jiu jitsu. Like he can do it all. Yeah, You know what I mean? Whereas heavyweights of old, you could only, like, you're either the boxer or you're the wrestler or you're, you know, the jiu jitsu guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. as a heavyweight, you couldn't be all three because you just, there wasn't that many guys to train with in all the different disciplines. But nowadays, there's so many more people training. And especially with Tom Aspinall, like you can just come up doing all three of those things. So mm-hmm. he's like a scary. Who do you have in this fight? Who? I don't know enough about either of these guys, so I don't have a. I don't have a picture. If if Pavlovich doesn't knock him out, I got Aspinall. Uh, going three uh, The judges, or submission, or submission.
0: Okay, yeah. Now, motherfucker, I'm so excited for this damn main event, which is now the main event. <laughs> yeah. Um. Jiri Prohashka versus Alex Pereira. Damn, bro. Like, (laughs) like, yo, fucking Czech samurai versus Brazilian stone boulder.
1: Yeah. Uh, Stone boulder. (laughs) uh, I was redundant as shit. I was redundant as
0: shit. But, um, yeah, no, having seen both these guys, I haven't seen a lot of both these guys' fights, at least mostly their UFC careers. Like Jerry Prahoshka is one of my favorite fighters right now. yeah. yeah. this guy is an absolute fucking bro. he reminds me of Mortal Kombat characters. Like, mm. watching him fight is like watching a Mortal Kombat yeah fucking,
1: bro his spinning back the, the spinning back out
0: spinning he brought it back, bro. John was like, John doesn't do it really anymore. does he? He doesn't have to. fair enough. Fair enough. You did that
1: like 10 years ago, fam. That's old news. Fuck you. <laughs> He's shitting on the
0: spinning. Back. Yo, you don't like a fucking spinning back elbow? No, it's fire. Come
1: on. Did you see Molly McCann? She has a pretty good one, too.
0: I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll definitely. I, when did she fight last? You tell me yesterday. I didn't even
1: pay attention. No, 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 no. <laughs> she, she actually fought in the UK, but she lost. So, okay. But it was before that. Uh, who's the favorite right now? Oh, they're close, too. Pereira's the favorite. Yeah. Ooh. Yo, for Hoshka underdog, that's not a bad bet. That's not a bad bet, man.
0: That's not a bad bet. Everyone's expecting Pereira to just fucking clonk him. Yeah.
1: with his. The thing is, I will say, here's one thing. Jiri <laughs> does get hit. Yes, he does. Yeah, he goes into battles. He goes into He goes battle. into complete...
0: And you know me, I'm, I'm a Gaethje fan. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I love the dudes that will just... Ah! <laughs> they encompass the... like. Remember the original UFC pay-per-view intros? The Gladiators? Yeah. Ho, ho, yeah. Ho. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ho, ho, yeah. Ho, ho,
1: yeah. Ho. Uh, he's that, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's that. He's straight up... <laughs> <just> <laughs> the thing is, you don't want to take any shots from... And for Pereira, bah! Yeah. Ah! You don't, don't want to take one. Like, people say, oh, I take one to give one. If no, you take one, bro. you can't yeah, give yeah. one. You actually take 10 from Pereira.
0: Oh, <laughs> my God. But again, for me, I'm looking at something like, and it took a couple fights, <laughs> more than a couple, but Izzy beat him. Izzy beat Pereira. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I think Jury's a better fighter. <laughs> Obviously, different
1: weight class. You think Jerry's a better fighter than Izzy?
0: Uh, I think
1: maybe i haven't seen enough i don't know man i do okay i i do again this is in my, what way do you think his striking is better dominance his dominance like
0: yeah like his pressure yeah bro he'll like the way he walks people down. you don't want to stand in front of this guy it's just yeah so you want to walk
1: down Pereira. Okay, fair enough. Who are you
0: Sean Strickland? Yeah, but no, wait, I'm doing the comparison between Okay, fair enough. This is this is my I'm not uh <laughs> I'm not a noob. I've been watching UFC from day one, but at the same time you already have heard my explanation mm-hmm. as to I don't go too deep with the stats and shit. So this is this is my pro, not pro take. <laughs> I don't know, man. Elevated casual. Elevated casual take. <laughs> um yo, I don't know, man. I could yo Izzy beat him and prohashka is mentally sharp in, in the cage, bro. Maybe not as much as Izzy. The style bender, mm-hmm. you know, like obviously I don't know. You're looking at me crazy skeptically right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
1: waiting to hear what you're gonna say. <laughs> This is just my gut feeling, bro. Yeah, what is it? Your gut feeling is leaning Jiri. Yeah. Ah!
0: <laughs> no. No, my heart says I want Jiri to win. Go with your heart. Ah, oh, man. All right, just to be crazy, I'm saying Jiri Pahashko, but that's not even that crazy. I don't know, bro. Alex Pereur is
1: newer to MMA. Yeah? You know? Yeah, he's newer to MMA, but... Do you think Jiri's going to go for a takedown? And we were talking about this yesterday. This is primarily... Well, to gonna... be
0: fair... He can. He can. Yes, And he's definitely better on the ground, I would imagine, than Alex, who's just now in his career yeah. getting and, ground and, game.
1: And, and here's a good point. The guy who's training Alex Pereira's ground game, Jiri submitted him. Oh, to Shara? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Jiri. <laughs> I'm
0: going with Jiri Palashka. Did you see his uh, new hair? <laughs> he posted a video of his new hair. It's so no, I crazy. I have seen it. So are you going with Pereira? I might go
1: with Pahashka as well. Really? Yeah. If five it, rounds? Over five rounds? I never. I don't think I've seen Jerry go five rounds. Do you think it goes five rounds, though? Nah. i say it stops in the fourth. I'd say it goes to four. Referee, st- referee style I can. Hit. I can honestly see... Jiri walking, just walking into a left hand. Just like, you will yeah, just, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, literally, he will walk into a left hand. Maybe, because you didn't see his training montage, bro, where he had the little fucking
0: bottle cap on the string. He's doing the
1: thing. <laughs> yeah, but we, like I said, he, Obviously, a bottle cap is not fucking Pereira's <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> he gets hit. And th- if there's one difference between, like, Izzy doesn't get hit too much.
0: You know yeah, what I he mean? Slips
1: the, a lot. He slips. He he's elusive. That like, yeah.
0: Proshka will stand there with you and yes, clang and bang.
1: He he. There was a fight. I forget who it was. It might have been Dominic Reyes, but he got knocked out by an up kick, like like a flash KO. So they didn't call it. But he he gets like dropped off an up kick because he's just going in wilding. You know what I mean? What was what was both of their last fights?
0: Yeah, nah, fuck it. If we have to go too deep into it. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Was Jury's last fight against Tashera? Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay, that makes sense.
1: But also. La- what was Pereira's last fight? I think it was John Blachowicz.
0: Oh, Polish power, and he beat him.
1: Yeah. Very close, though. At altitude as well.
0: At altitude, yeah, good, good, yeah.
1: Um, damn, crazy. So like, you're
0: going with Prochka?
1: For the for the for an underdog bet, like that's that's a pretty good bet.
0: Yeah, but what do you think is gonna like? Who do you think will win? You're not even a betting guy.
1: I know. <laughs> I like to give betting advice though.
0: All right. <laughs> so you so you put the money
1: on Prashka. But it's not even like a huge underdog. You no, know what it's I mean not. Um, They're very close. Honestly, if Jiri is smart, right, and he needs to actually be a samurai because he actually most of the time he's a berserker. Yeah. You know what I he's mean? He's like Humzade in the first round. Exactly. Ah! Ah! Right? But if he goes in and gets the takedown and chokes him out... But again, bro, he's more skilled in MMA. But that's what I'm saying. That's I don't MMA.
0: Think, I, no, but I'm saying, I guess Pereira specifically, I think he beats him in technique and skill and, and maneuverability. Maybe not in power. What, what do you mean? In, like, MMA striking? No, just, it, like... Because you kept saying I could see him walking into a left. Yes. It was like, uh, yeah, of course, because it's Alex Pereira, and he's a fucking puncher. But I don't know, man. I just see Jiri as more well-rounded, but having what, more skills to work with, are you and talk- more
1: experience in MMA specifically. But are you saying, because when I say, because I think Jiri can out-grapple him, right? Yeah. So there's that. I don't know if he can out clinch Alex. Maybe not. Power? Right? We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Alex got the, that 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 crazy pull, the plum. that crazy guardian. Okay, fair enough. Just throw a knee right up the middle. Ah. Oh, fair enough. You know what I mean? It like long as shit. Exactly. Yeah. So like this is this is a really tough one. Like these are one of those ones where like me as a fight fan, I love it because it's like I just. I'm, I'm, grateful I'm happy for both of them. Yeah, like, I'm grateful that like at least this fight, fight
0: still exists. Yeah. If the John Jones fight and shit doesn't have to happen. I just feel sorry for anybody who bought the tickets for the John Jones main event and paid that crazy fee. Like all the, the John Jones fucking ticket pricing. Yeah. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> yeah but they should have known this happens every time dude yeah I don't. Know. <laughs> it happens more time than it doesn't like they better lower <laughs> they better refund some people a little bit of that money bro because they, they?
1: no And <laughs> anyway. um but yeah let's wrap this shit up dante where can the people find you online you can find me online at person one prod p-e-r-s-o-n the number one p-r-o-d dope and uh i am aka black zeus it scrolls at the bottom every once in a while uh you can
0: find me on x on instagram uh if you like what you see if you've been liking the content and stuff and you want to see the comedy clips and all that shit going forward hit the subscribe button leave a comment hit the like button it does help but again we're not begging if you don't feel it whatever but i mean you you should you should but now it's starting to feel like begging (laughs) so um this has been black suits the podcast season four episode 39 we will back we're back next wednesday for you um until then peace peace